The tradition of New Year's resolutions has been around for almost 4,000 years. And each year, millions of people make resolutions in the spirit of self-improvement or to break free from bad habits. But are New Year's resolutions effective? What does establishing these resolutions say about our society and ourselves? Today's episode explores the good, bad, and ugly of making New Year's resolutions. We'll look at the history of these traditions, review some thought-provoking statistics around New Year's resolutions, and explore the downsides of making such pledges. We'll also teach you how to make heart-centered resolutions to set yourself up for success in 2023, assuming you're ready to make such commitments. So grab a cup of coffee, settle into your favorite spot, and get ready for this episode of Spiritual AF Sundays. What's the deal with New Year's resolutions? You're listening to Spiritual AF Sundays, created and hosted by The Mystic Geek. If you're looking to explore intriguing questions about the meaning of life and our place in the universe, then you're in the right spot. We dive into topics often discussed as sound bites on social media and take a deeper look, whether it's woo topics like astrology and mysticism, or seemingly mundane matters like technology and politics, we cover it all. We explore our own thoughts and beliefs, talk to experts, and uncover hidden meanings. These fascinating areas of exploration can help us question ourselves and better understand our world. Ready to grow and explore in your spiritual journey? We're glad you can join us. It's time to start your week off by being spiritual AF. Welcome back, listeners. This is Jessica Carrolls, the Mystic Geek, and today we are talking about New Year's resolutions. We make these annual pledges with the high hopes that this year will be different and better than last year. But what is it about these resolutions that keeps us coming back to them each year? Let's explore their origins from ancient Babylon onward and see how they've shaped our modern day practice. We'll also take a look at some thought-provoking statistics about our commitments to making resolutions. Since we don't live in individual bubbles, we'll also discuss how resolutions impact society and how they can sometimes emphasize personal culpability rather than looking at more significant systemic issues. And finally, we'll guide you through the process for creating heart-centered resolutions that set you up for success in the new year. So sit back and relax. It's time to get spiritual AF about New Year's resolutions. According to history.com, the New Year's resolution tradition started in ancient Babylon approximately 4,000 years ago. As an agricultural society, Babylonians started their New Year's celebrations in mid-March with a 12-day religious festival known as Akitu. During this time, they would make promises to the gods in hopes of a good harvest and thus a successful future. How did New Year's move from mid-March to January 1st? Well, you can thank Julius Caesar for making that change in about 46 BC. Perhaps Caesar sought to stack the deck by aligning the new year with Janus, the two-faced god who looks back in the past and then also forward in the future. People took action on that day to set the direction for the new year. So much for procrastination. Fast forward to the present day and we can see that New Year's resolutions are essential to our culture. 
According to YouGov America, 23% of all Americans they surveyed made at least one New Year's resolution for 2020, ranging from lifestyle changes like committing to exercise, 46% of participants, and eating healthier, 45% of participants, to finance-related goals like pursuing career ambitions, 19% of participants, and saving more money, 31% of participants. How successful are we in achieving these resolutions? In another poll that YouGov America conducted, 35% of participants who made New Year's resolutions for 2020 reported that they kept up with all of their New Year's resolutions, and 49% kept up with at least one of them. However, according to the University of Scranton, only 19% of people who make a resolution maintain their change for over two years. Not great odds. Why are we drawn to making New Year's resolutions year after year, even though we are not that successful in achieving them? According to Psychology Compass, humans are drawn to resetting from the past. There's even a term for this, the fresh start effect. When we seek to change our behavior, we see the first day of a time frame as an activating trigger to commit. This could be the first day of the week, the first day of the month, or the first day of the first month of a new year. Catherine Milkman, professor of psychology at the Wharton School of the University of Pennsylvania, conducted multiple studies on the impact of the fresh start effect. Subjects established New Year's resolutions in one experiment and opted for periodic email reminders. Milkman sent some subjects an email highlighting March 20th as the first day of spring. The other participants received an email labeling that day as the third Thursday of March. What Milkman found was that the first group was more likely to start or restart their goals. Timing the start of your goal with a symbolic fresh start can be an effective way to commit. However, we need to time when we start our goals with our internal readiness for change, not just with the external symbolic triggers in our environment. According to the Trans-Theoretical Model for Change, there are five stages that we go through when making a change in our lives. Pre-contemplation, contemplation, preparation, action, and maintenance. The pre-contemplation stage occurs before the individual realizes that change is necessary. Contemplation comes when an individual acknowledges their behavior needs to change and starts gathering information about how to go about it. Preparation involves concrete steps for making the change, such as creating a plan or setting realistic goals. Action is when the individual actively steps towards their goal. And finally, maintenance is when the individual has adopted a new behavior and tries to keep it up. Why is this important? Few of us time our goals so that the action stage lines up with the new year. We often jump from contemplation to the action stage without any preparation, leaving us ill-equipped to handle potential pitfalls. We might even skip the contemplation stage and make resolutions based on social pressure rather than an internal drive to change. When structuring your New Year's resolution, it's essential to consider if the goal should be framed as an approach-based or avoidance-based strategy. This will directly influence how successful you are in achieving your aspirations. An avoidance-based goal focuses on removing something from your life, such as spending less or eating less of certain foods. In contrast, an approach-based goal emphasizes adding something to your life, such as reading more books. 
How significant is this distinction? Carl Bring, a researcher from Stockholm University, monitored the progress of 1,066 individuals who set New Year's resolutions at the end of 2017. Amazingly, he found that those who planned approach-based goals had an average success rate of 25% higher than those with avoidance-based ones. Rather than setting resolutions to remove something from our lives, perhaps we should focus on what we can add. Due to some of the problems with the current approach to New Year's resolutions, some people are rejecting the concept altogether. Critics are quick to point out how we typically frame resolutions from a perception of brokenness, with the solution being to fix ourselves and spend time and money in the effort. They claim that the end goal of such self-improvement-based resolutions is to become more acceptable to society by more closely aligning with what is considered normal or desired, or by becoming more productive. For instance, they call out how wellness-based resolutions, born of society's views of what is considered healthy, are mostly unattainable and can lead to failure, which further leads to self-loathing rather than growth. Looking at the data around New Year's resolutions, it's hard to miss the cultural messaging that frames change as an individual personal responsibility. Further, the self-improvement nature of most resolutions implies that we are somehow broken and need to be fixed. We tell ourselves that we don't exercise enough, that we aren't eating healthy enough, that we aren't where we should be with our careers or our checking accounts. In other words, we blame ourselves and then punish ourselves after the holiday season an extended period of decadence by tightening the reins and setting strict resolutions. In reality, significant systemic factors often contribute to our failings, such as a lack of access or knowledge. My thoughts on all this? You do you. If making New Year's resolutions fits your personality and inspires you, then go for it. But if not, try a different approach. Rather than reject New Year's resolutions altogether, it's possible to use this time as an opportunity for personal growth. The key here is setting goals aligned with your values and then focusing on the process rather than the end goal. First and foremost, be kind to yourself. Give yourself permission to make mistakes and appreciate how far you've come. It's essential to focus on the present moment and take stock of your success, no matter how small. Use this moment to reflect on what matters most to you now and in the future. Consider creating a list of core values that can guide you. If you need help with this, I have a free resource on my website. When it comes to the goals themselves, focus on setting realistic targets and breaking them down into smaller, achievable steps. This is especially important for goals that require significant change, such as exercising more. Also, try to make these goals enjoyable. Maybe you are a person who enjoys competition, so signing up for a race or a challenge could be motivating. It's crucial to have an accountability system and reach out for support from friends and family if needed. If you're concerned that they may not be able to motivate you, or if you need accountability from outside of your immediate social circle, a coach or mentor may be a great option. It is also helpful to track your progress to keep yourself motivated. When we get caught up in our everyday grind, it is easy to forget how far we have come. Tracking our progress can be incredibly motivating. Many apps out there make this visual by showing your results over time using charts or graphs. Remember to celebrate your successes along the way. We are prone to overlooking the small wins in our lives, so take the time to recognize your progress and celebrate it with loved ones. Finally, 
Remember that we are social and spiritual creatures, meaning that we often find purpose when connected to something larger than ourselves. Consider how your goals can bring meaning and help you connect with others. Read articles and books or listen to podcasts that cover the need for societal change. Pledge to keep tabs on current events. Find time to volunteer and give back to those in your community. Ha! There's one more that I remember just now. If New Year's feels like the wrong time to set a new goal for yourself, don't feel obligated to do so. You must listen to your intuition and pick the right time for yourself. If you're witchy like me, you might time your goals with the moon cycle, solstice, or equinox. Remember that self-compassion is vital regardless of how you approach New Year's resolutions. So set your heart on a goal and trust the process. Listen to your inner voice and you will be amazed by what you can accomplish. I hope these tips help you craft meaningful New Year's resolutions if you choose to make them. I'll throw this topic back at you, dear listeners. Do you make New Year's resolutions? And if so, do you find them beneficial? Do you believe that New Year's resolutions are okay for others to make and adhere to? Or do you think the whole concept is BS and that they should be disbanded? We'd like to hear from you. There are two ways that you can reach out. Email me at jess at themysticgeek.com. Email me at jess at themysticgeek.com. Or you can leave me a voice message at speakpipe.com slash themysticgeek. With that, we're going to wrap up today's episode on New Year's resolutions. Join us next week on January 8th as we discuss the concepts of rest and action and the need to find a balance between them. Two weeks from now, on January 15th, we'll be discussing the myths of self-care. If you have topics you want me to explore and discuss, please reach out with that. Have fun, stay safe, and here's to a fantastic 2023. Thank you for joining us for Spiritual AF Sundays. This show is hosted by The Mystic Geek, that's me. Got comments or questions from today's episode? You can either email me at jess at themysticgeek.com or send me a voice message at speakpipe.com slash themysticgeek. Don't worry, I'll put the link in the show notes. Help others start off their week with a Spiritual AF Sunday by sharing this episode with them. Also, five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts help spiritual seekers find our show. So do the thing. 